Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague Dana Goodyear shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. Thanks for listening. Our next guest is Elijah Carbajal. He is a teacher who followed in the footsteps of teachers and his family. He has served as an educator in the state of New Mexico since 2014 and is currently a Title I reading interventionist. He is the author of the book, A Place They Love, and the host of the Shut Up and Teach podcast. Elijah has worked hard to make school and his classroom a place that students love. He loves to spend time with his wife, Tracy, who is also an educator, artist, and entrepreneur, and his cat, Nala. Welcome to the podcast, Elijah. Hello, Dana. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, um, we met last fall at the Teach Better conference, and we'll be talking a little bit about the upcoming conference as we wind down the episode, but I want to start off with uh, asking you the question I ask everybody. Uh, Tell me about a time you were in the trenches and managed to crawl out. Oh man, uh, that you know that's an interesting question. I love that you kick it off with that, and I because I love hearing all the different stories from the different educators because it brings a little bit of hope and encouragement. So hopefully, my story can bring a little bit of hope and encouragement to other folks. So my uh, in the trenches story is one of the more recent ones, and it was a really tough year because we had just come back from the pandemic. So we had. Um, it was 2000 it was the 2021 2022 school year so that was i guess two school years ago or if i'm doing the math right but um anyway i was i was going through it and there was just a hard transition transition for me to get back into the classroom and back into the routine because there were still things like the trauma that we had to deal with our own personal trauma the trauma of our students and their families um COVID was obviously is still, you know, kind of a, a thing right now and it's still going around. Um, and so that was obviously on everybody's mind. We had COVID practices and procedures in place, but it really made it kind of difficult for me to do what I normally do. Mm. And so it really um, kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, but with that, there was a lot of other things that were going on in my own personal life, as well as at school. And it was causing a lot of anxiety and it was causing a lot of, of, uh, yeah, just a lot of anxiety at a high level. And so I found myself going, man, like, I don't know if I'm cut out to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just being honest, just having that honest moment right now and just being vulnerable with everybody. I was like, I think I might be done because I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if I can keep teaching like this. And I, but I, I took some advice that I had given to other people in my book, kind of had to take my own advice. Mm -hmm. Um, And in there, I mentioned that, you know, there may be times where you need to transition to a different role, or you might find that this isn't the role for you. Maybe you need to transition from a second grade teacher to a middle school teacher or, you know, a art teacher to um, a PE coach or whatever the case may be. So I I decided, you know, maybe it's time for something different. Maybe it's not time that I get out of here, but maybe it's time something is is different. So mm-hmm. I had looked for positions. There was a potential for me to take a position at my the school I was at as a STEM teacher. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that fell through 
Um, I did find another position in the district that was a good fit for me. And mm -hmm. so I transitioned into the role that I'm uh, currently in right now, which is the title one reading interventionist. And, um, you know, it was, it was really interesting because I look back on that and it was like, man, that was, I was definitely in the trenches and I felt like I was just getting my butt kicked day after day. But um, I got an interesting email actually from someone in the district who got a copy of my book and mm -hmm. said, wait a minute, I know this guy, for, or at least this name. And yeah. so he connected with me and said, if I'm not mistaken, I'm the teacher that kind of took over your class when you left. Oh, wow. And I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, like, what are the odds of this? So, but he went on to say, you know, the impact that you left was tremendous. He said, those kids still talked about you even towards the end of the school year and mm -hmm. just reminiscing on some of the stuff that you had done with them. And so I look back on that going, man, I was in the trenches, but you know what? I was doing all right. You know, I, I still gave my, my students, um, the best experiences that I could possibly possibly create for them. And I hope that those, those experiences are just memorable like today as they were, um, the day that we did them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the impact that you have on those kids and you never know. And it's, it's kind of that coincidence that you're, um, the teacher that took over was the one that um, got the book and, and reached out to you through the district. That's that's pretty cool. Um, let's talk about your book. Um, as you as I mentioned in the bio, um, it's called The Place They Love. And um, a little bit um, is uh, just about like your experience in the classroom and how to make the classroom fun and safe. So tell me about the book itself. Um, and and then tell me about kind of the writing process. And I know you published through EduMatch. So uh, tell me about kind of getting in touch with uh, Sarah Thomas and just kind of the, the time frame it took also <laughs> from idea to publication. Yes, I'd be happy to, to discuss that. Um, so the title, A Place They Love, came from um, a theme that was running through my blogs that I was writing. I don't write as much as I used to, but I'm, I'm getting back into that. Um, and I'll, I put more blogs on my website now, but this was right before the pandemic. It was right after teach better 2019. I started mm -hmm. blogging and I just happened to notice blog after blog after blog had this running theme through it. That was like, make school fun, make school mm -hmm. exciting. School should be safe. School should be a place. And then it came to me, school should be a place that kids love. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you know, I, I went through this whole, I like struggle kind of like, do I write a book? Is it even worth it? Like, is this making any sense? My, she was my girlfriend at the time, but my wife, Tracy just gave me the encouragement that I needed to kind of start collecting it and putting it together and reach out, you know? And so I started doing that. And, um, I, what I found was that was the big theme throughout the book was make school a place that kids love. And we do that through a, a vast majority of the ways of ways. Um, there's chapters in there about being an engaged teacher, not just mm -hmm. being an engaged student, but are you yourself, the teacher engaged in your lessons? Mm -hmm. um, I highlight the shut up and teach mindset and how that mm -hmm. applies to making school a place that kids love talking about the teach better mindset as well of, we're, you know, yeah, that was great. Let's make it better. Mm -hmm. That was even better. Let's keep going. Right. And so just having that better mindset, there's a lot of ideas in the book that just focus on creating a safe and positive classroom culture, which in turn affects 
the whole school collectively. And so the the whole book focuses on that positively impacting students and, you know, making school just that a place they love through excitement, engagement, safety and belonging. So I, I that's the that's the heart of the book. That's the message. And that's the big takeaways that readers will leave with. Mm-hmm. Now, the process you asked about. So I'd be I'd be more than happy to talk about that as well. You know, when I when I pitched and finally got it, you know, I I pitched to one company and they had said, you know, this is great, but we already have content similar to this. Mm -hmm, This mm -hmm. is great. And then they recommended, Hey, we recommend some other publishers here. And uh, so I went to edumatch publishing during spring break break before the pandemic, Mm -hmm. sent it to them. And then I got an email back about a month or so later. And it was like, Hey, we're, not accepting anything right now due to the pandemic. We're just kind of, you know, focusing on, on this right now. So we fast forward about a year or so, you know, we're virtually teaching now and I decide, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to pitch to Edumatch Mm -hmm. again. So Mm -hmm. I pitched to Edumatch and they, you know, they, Sarah Thomas is just like, Hey, I want to meet with you. And so I'm like, okay, I don't, you know, I, I, I figured this is a, Hey, let's interview and talk. And then maybe sure. I'll go read it. She was like, I've read it and I like it. I was like, oh, cool. oh my, yeah. oh my gosh. Like I was <laughs> not expecting that at all, uh-huh. but Sarah Thomas is so great. And, um, I worked alongside her, not physically alongside her, but, you know, virtually, you know, going back and forth, she was helping me through editing and revising and um and all that along with Mandy Froilich who okay. um, I'm sure your listeners are familiar with as well so but it was nerve-wracking it became like I, it, I like it freaked me out the first mm-hmm. time because we're working on this Google Doc and I get the notification that Mandy Froilich has commented not just mm-hmm. read but has commented oh, on wow. your manuscript and I'm like oh my gosh like freak out moment yeah and then it was like Bing, Dr. Sarah Thomas yes. has commented. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So not only are people reading this, but they're like making commentary on it. And I'm like, yeah. okay, you got to get past that, Elijah, because people yeah. are going to read your book and sure. like it. And some of them are going to say this is complete garbage, but that's okay, yeah. you know? So working around that, the way I got past that was I started thinking of it like a music project. Mm-hmm. So when an artist goes into the studio, they've got, their lyrics they've got their idea of what it's going to sound like but the producer steps in and you know tells them hey this melody should sound this way or you know to get the best out of this maybe you should phrase this word this way and hit the syllable differently you know and then they just work to get the best sound of their out of their musicians or you know whoever that is that's making the music it's all about getting the best sound out of the artist and so when i started thinking of it that way like okay they're they're like the producers. I'm like the artist. I've got the content. They're just trying to make it sound as best as it can possibly sound so that it hits home for my readers, you know? So I started thinking of it that way and my nerves eased up. It was, mm-hmm. it was incredible because um, after that I could push forward and be open to criticism. You know, if there was any feedback that was like, Hey, we think you should change this or have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. I was open to all those ideas because of that new mindset. So that was that was a little bit of the process. The whole uh, uh the whole thing I think took about a year or so, like a little okay. over a year 
Um, and then it was, this was like icing, like icing on the cake. Um, it released October 14th of 2022, mm -hmm. which if that date is like, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. That was the first day of teach better. So I was super pumped to be at Teach Better and just to be welcomed in by everybody and to see some familiar faces, but then also have this special moment of, hey, my book just released and yeah. people are, you know, so jumping neat. on Amazon yeah. and stuff and yeah. they're buying it. And I was like, man, this is this is really, really cool. So I was very thankful to Teach Better as well because they helped a lot with the with like kind of the launch of it. So yeah, yeah. yeah very thankful for for everyone at EduMatch, Sarah Thomas and Mandy Froelich, like I said, and then of course, everyone at the Teach Better team. Yeah, yeah. And that's really cool, like that you were able to like speak about it at the conference. And we'll talk a little bit more about speaking um, at the end of the podcast. I did want to ask, uh, so you talk a little bit about um, um, in your speaking about the, the classroom um, theme, like uh, making your classroom a fun place. So um before we start talking about your podcast, I know your podcast has the logo, your Shut Up and Teach podcast has a pirate theme logo, um, and you brand your classroom uh, like a pirate ship. So talk to me a little bit about the pirate ship branding. Yes, the pirate ship. It's funny because we had some, uh, we have these outside consultants coming in uh, uh -huh. to the district, our district hired, and they they, they had to interview teachers, mm -hmm. parents, admin um and then students and this one of the consultants said can we borrow this room to to uh to interview these students while you mm -hmm. interview the teachers i said yeah sure go ahead and they were like this is the pirate room they said and i said yeah it's a pirate room and they said but y'all are the eagles and i said <laughs> yeah it's a it's a long story teach like a pirate and they said wait a minute i've heard of that book so that's kind of where it stems from as far as the pirate um brand and all that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um not to steal anything from dave burgess but man that guy has just influenced the heck out of me and mm -hmm. you know it's just a way of me sort of paying homage to him saying like yo you're the og captain right mm -hmm. and like i'm just a pirate that's sailing underneath you you know mm -hmm. but i'm happy to uh to kind of rep that you know pirates are you know i i think pirates have always been kind of cool myself but <laughs> Uh, so it's fun. The kids connect with it. The kids love it too. And uh, so the brand itself, though, it started out as just like sort of decorations. And then it was like, well, how can I make this more engaging? Right. Like, mm -hmm. how can I make this like a brand? Right. So I started changing up things like my flexible seating and my table group names. So like my, t my table where everybody sits for direct instruction is called the captain's table. Okay. <laughs> the table where they can go to work, like to read a book while I may be working one-on-one -on -one, is the quartermaster's table. I have a stand-up table, but that's called the first mate's table. Okay. <laughs> I have a, I made a makeshift boat out of one of those big, um, the Rubbermaid tubs, you know, the big mm -hmm. ones mm -hmm. and some cardboard. And I made a little pirate boat that kids can sit in and they read, you know, so now I have flexible seating, but we don't call it that. It's, can I go sit in the pirate boat? Mm -hmm. all the language in the classroom changes as well. So I don't mm -hmm. tell kids to, like I said, I don't say go sit at the table. It's go to the captain's table. Mm -hmm. When I pick the kids up, I call them, I call them very, very lovingly. <laughs> I very, well, no, very, very, 
lovingly and dearly, I call them my smelly pirates. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, smelly pirates, let's go. It's time to go yeah. to the ship. And then they, you know, they're excited. They line up and, you know, we go. <laughs> but that's the other thing when it's time to leave. I've got a uh, I've got a floor map. I taped floor in a like a squiggly line. And then at the very front of the classroom, there's an X. Okay. And so that when I say X marks the spot, they know mm-hmm. that's how to line up. It's not, oh, I need you to go line up, sure. right? All the classroom lingo is kind of taken out when you brand your classroom. Yeah. So by putting in that language of like piratey ship language, right? Like I need all hands on deck. That means to clean up. I need you to batten down the hatches. It means I need you to put your materials away. All this language just goes to further the brand and make more connection with the students. So now the students know like, Hey, X marks the spot. I go line up, right? I don't need to like use that classroom language. It's code. It's like code words, right? Teachers have code words all the time. That's, that's really all it is, but it's connected to the brand. And so connecting everything back to that, you know, even like my, my gift, um, like my prizes and stuff that I give out, it's not prizes, it's pirate treasure and it's in a pirate (laughs) chest, you know, and I've got pirate themed toys in there. Of course I've got candy and you know cool pencils and you know some little things like that sometimes i have fidgets in there but you know it's pirate treasure hey do you want some pirate treasure today you earned it today Mm -hmm. so everything just goes back to that brand of like piratey and that goes back to what i've learned from dave burgess and not just teach like a pirate but even like run like a pirate lead like a pirate all the books Mm -hmm. sort of connected Mm -hmm. to that pirate uh mentality so it I mean, big shout out to Dave Burgess right now. He's, like I said, the OG captain. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so you started your uh, Shut Up and Teach podcast. Uh, was that shortly after you first met Dave at the 2019 Teach Better conference? Or This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now, let's get back to the episode. Was your podcast started more recently? So it's funny. I had started a podcast before I had met Dave and, um, or I think I had, I had finished reading teach like a pirate and I had started a podcast, but it wasn't shut up and teach. Um, I don't even know if it's still up or not. It probably is. And I think it has like six episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, I was that average podcaster, right. Mm -hmm. Who makes the podcast puts in six episodes and realizes, Hey, this is a lot of work Yeah, and left (laughs) it to fall by the wayside. Um, but I think it was called cafe Carvajal or cafe Carvel. I don't know if you go look, if our (laughs) listeners want to go look it up, you find it, let me know. Um, so I started that and you know, it it just kind of fell, fell to the wayside. I started blogging a little bit more, but the podcast started, um, as a way for me to kind of reflect on my teaching practice in a like an in a different way. I was doing that through blogging, but I was starting to listen to more podcasts. So I thought, why like why not do a podcast channel sure. and transition from blogging into podcasting? So that's sort of how that started there. Um, but it did start after Teach Better because Teach Better kicked off the the blogging. You know, okay. it was Adam Welcome, it was Dave Burgess, not, and, and, you know, just, it seemed like that was a theme that I took away was be true to yourself as an mm-hmm. educator. And so in order to find out who I was, 
I needed to reflect on that. And so I reflected on what I was learning and, and applying in my classrooms through blogging. And then that just turned in over time into podcasting. It was just a transition that I, that I decided to make um, just to see if I could reach a different audience and just have a different way of reflecting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, at this point, um, uh, kind of how do you uh, do the episodes? Do you usually um, do solo? Do you interview people? And is there a theme um, like certain types of educators, like leaders, teachers, or people in levels of schools that they teach or lead in? <laughs> you know, thank you for asking that question, because that's, that's not a question I get to answer a lot, but it's something that I've talked about with my wife quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. It's just the evolution of it over time, sure. you know? And so it's, it's funny because, and this is no knock to anybody who's doing this, you know, it's just, this is how I think a lot of people start. And if it works, then great. But I started recording my podcast on my phone. You know, that's mm -hmm. my first few podcasts. I think almost all of season one was recorded on my phone. And, it, you know, it works great, you know, especially if you got a nice, you know, smartphone, it works great. You know, there's mm -hmm. no need to go buy a super expensive microphone and all that. You can do it with your phone. Sure. Um, but even my guests that I interviewed were like phone calls because I didn't even realize like, mm -hmm. oh, I can do Zoom and record the sure. and strip the audio and all that. So, you know, it's just it's just so interesting to to look back and reflect on the on the way things have evolved. So it started as reflections. Um, the very first episode is called the shut up and teach mentality. Okay. And that really explains the two sides of the coin of the shut up and teach coin. And um, I'll just briefly explain that. So the first side is when you shut up and teach, it means that you put aside the negativity, the bad attitude, the, the mm -hmm. thing that's, that's distracting you from being a hundred percent for your kids. The thing that's mm -hmm. distracting you from being present in the moment that needs to be set aside, not ignored, but it needs to be set aside for after school that can wait until I can get home. Um, you know, I, th I think it's in, uh, it is, it's in kids deserve it. Adam welcome talks about, you know, leave it in the car, sure. Adam welcome and Todd and Sloan, they say, leave it in the car. And so that's kind of the, the, um, that's like the embodiment of that statement of just shut up and teach is like, Hey, you know what? I know this is a big problem right now. I know this is weighing on me. It's stressing me out, but I can't let this bring me down and bring sure. the energy in the classroom down. So mm -hmm. I'm going to set this aside. I'll deal with it later, but right now I need to shut up and teach. So that's one side of the coin. The other side is let's shut up and teach more than what we're currently doing. Mm -hmm. Let's be better than we were yesterday. Right. Sure. And let's shut up and teach meaning let's put aside those bad practices. So if one side is let's put aside the bad negative mindsets, the other side is let's put aside the bad negative practices of teaching, handing out worksheets, you know, reading from the text and just answering questions in the back of the book. You know, we can do better than that. You know, we've yeah. learned and, and have innovated and have grown so much since the pandemic that we have all these fantastic engaging tools to use to engage our kids. So let's start using that, right? Mm -hmm. Let's shut up and teach more than a worksheet. Yes, we might have to get to school a little bit early. I might have to get to school about 10 minutes early to set this mm -hmm. up, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't happen all the time, but you know, when it does, it's like as a classroom teacher, I remember doing that, like, okay, I got to get there a little bit early to set up the science lab because that's first thing in the morning. I got to be, you know, I got to make sure these safety things are in place and all that. Mm -hmm. It meant getting there a little bit early, but I said, you know what? 
my kids deserve this. I'm going to shut sure. up and teach because my kids deserve this awesome mm -hmm. experience. So that's the other side of that. But they all started as short reflections, you know, just reflecting on on mm -hmm. mindsets, philosophies, um, experiences, and things of that nature. And eventually it was like, you know what? I want to reach out and hear what other people have to say. I want to hear how, they're, how they shut up and teach. I want to hear how they sort of are applying the things that I'm learning, you know, see if they're, see if they're applying those same things and what else they have to offer. You know, I'm always looking to learn. So inviting the guests on was a way for me to kind of connect with people on that level of, Hey, how do you shut up and teach? But also a way for me to learn from other guests. So mm -hmm. right now I've been focusing more on guest episodes, but there are um, some, uh, solo episodes that I do from time to time. And um, something I've been trying is doing a new theme. So a theme for the month um, that might be anything from classroom management to, um, you know, SEL for teachers or, you know, the grid method. I, I'm considering doing one on the grid method and interviewing some folks um, to discuss that. But um you know, just focusing on themes where I may kick it off or have my solo episode, but then I bring in guests to talk about those. So if anyone is, you know, interested in being a guest on the show, I'd be, you know, reach out to me and I know we'll talk about my handles or whatever. I'm sure they're in the show notes. So you can find me and reach out to me and I'd be happy to talk with you about possibly getting you on the show. Good, good. Well, I wanted to also talk a little bit about your blogging. So you said you've picked it back up. Um, so a recent themes that you've talked about or, you know, poetry, you put some poems on there, uh, sports. Um, you also have blogged in the past for Teach Better Team. So what is some of, are some of your ideas that come to mind when you put your blogs up? Are they just kind of inspiration from uh, your day at work? Uh, that's kind of how I, I do some of my blogs. Um, or are they just kind of just... Um, kind of themed to give people positive thoughts or take in kind of the seasons of the year? So sometimes it's, you know, it, it's usually related to something that I'm learning, you okay. know, or observing. Okay. So I, I recently posted one, I, um, I believe it's called old mindsets die hard. Um, okay. I posted one about that. And so that was more of like something to be thought provoking and, you know, I, at the time I had written it, you know, this is, you know, it was a while back. So it was during that whole, um, incident with Megan Trainer. I don't know mm -hmm. if you're, you're familiar with it or the, you know, what was said and all that. She came out and was like F teachers and it was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, you know, it's kind of a, you know, I put, I had put out a podcast episode about it, but then I, mm -hmm. you know, that idea of like this mindset, you know, that some folks have regarding education, not everybody you know, I can't speak for everybody, but there is that mindset that lingers of, and it's when you have the wrong mindset about something, it, you know, you end up speaking ill about it or you speak inaccurately of those things. Sure. And, mm -hmm. and so that's sort of what that, that blog was about, but it was written in a poem. So mm -hmm. I wanted to get the message across and be, you know, kind of, like I said, thought provoking because it was thought provoking to me but I wanted to do it in a creative way. So sometimes it comes out as a blog type, like what you would normally expect. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it comes out as a poem. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really open to just whatever creative idea comes to me. 
um, as far as how I want to get it out there. But as far as the inspiration comes, that comes, you know, from day-to-day practice, you know, from, you know, interacting with students, being, you know, an active, engaged teacher and, you know, in the day-to-day things, operations at school, you know, and, you know, talking with other teachers. I also get inspiration from other educators, right? Like Mm -hmm. I, like I said, I'm, I'm heavily inspired by Dave Burgess, right? The pirate logo and all that, you know, kind of is a nod to Dave Burgess. So I, I find inspiration from interacting with, uh, you know, my PLCs at work, my PLN on social media and, um, any kind of inspiration I get, um, you know, I, I'm kind of open to whatever, really. Mm-hmm. You find inspiration in a lot of ways, though. You know, I don't yeah. think that it's just one thing that inspires me. You know, sometimes I'm inspired by music, movies, books. You know, it just depends. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you said that you and your wife do have a podcast in development. Um, you haven't launched it yet, but you're thinking of having uh, the Edu Couple. Is that the working title? The Edu Couple Podcast. Yeah, we actually. Um, Yes, we've got a few episodes in the works right now, and we're excited about it. We are so mm-hmm. excited. We were having these conversations on my podcast, um, and we just called them a conversation from the couch. Okay. Because, again, going back to the evolution of things, recording everything on my phone, that's our, our first episode that we recorded together was on my phone. Um, but this just goes to show, by the way, that you don't need fancy equipment because that's <laughs> one of my most highly played episodes on the shut up and teach podcast (laughs) and it was recorded on a phone. So don't think you need to go out and buy crazy, (laughs) crazy expensive equipment. Anyway, we started doing that. And I, you know, I just had this thought like, man, what if we like, I love doing it on the shut up and teach podcast, but what if we did that together more often in our own, in our own setting? And so I threw the idea out, Hey, you want to start a podcast? And uh, she was all for it, you know, and so we, you know, we bounced ideas around. We landed on the Edu Couple podcast. Um, we've got some reflections, conversations that we have up on there. And then, of course, we are open to interviewing Edu couples. So um, anybody who is married or in a relationship to another educator, or even if you're like, you know, how they say, like, your work bestie, right? Your co-teacher uh-huh. or whatever. If you've got a co-teacher that you work with or someone you work mm-hmm. closely with, like your work wife or husband, <laughs> your work wife or husband, right? We know this, we know this saying. So we want to interview them too, you know, and we want to hear, you know, how, how you view education, how you approach and handle, you know, the stresses of education and the highs and lows of it. But how do you handle it for, as a married couple? And how does that benefit you as a teacher and you know so um we're just open to to interviewing those guests and then we're gonna have like i said our our reflections and conversations housed on there and we're just excited for the new adventure yeah 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 no that sounds like a a great platform um i know in a lot of schools i've worked in uh there's been couples and you know a place where they can listen to stories um that are similar to theirs and how they met and you know, how they work maybe in the same school um, or even in the same like 
grade level a lot of there are a lot of couples that do that like and you know I know there's a lot of educators like myself whose spouse is not in education <laughs> so uh, that's a whole uh different thing but um yeah so I, I really am uh, excited about the launch of that um so uh as of recording uh the teach better uh, session proposals uh, are still um they this call is coming out soon but uh as of uh, release of this episode it'll be just a few weeks before the teach better uh, 23 conference so talk to me about uh which session uh you're attending you're you're uh, planning on submitting uh to speak um and also uh, maybe some professional speaking that you'll be doing over the summer um and maybe getting your book out to people in your district Yes. Yeah, so teach better 2023. So stoked. Um, I, I told my wife, I said, you're going to present. And she was uh -huh. like, I don't know. I might. And I said, uh -huh. well, whether we're presenting or not, I'm going to be there. Sure. Cause I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to miss this conference cause it's that great. So, but of course, you know, I, I have that drive to, to present and, you know, to influence other teachers as well. So um, I'm submitting a proposal um, geared around my book. So I've developed some professional development um, about creating a place they love, um, all centered around ideas, themes, and key points uh, found within the book. So okay. um, if anyone, you know, if, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be getting it, but, you know, I do offer this PD. So if it's something that other people are interested in um, and, you know, getting um, I'm available, you know, reach out to me and we can talk about doing it either virtually or in person. Um, but I'd be, you know, the PD is all, like I said, all centered around the book. I'm really excited about it. I've got um, something in the works for a principals conference uh, this summer that I'm really excited about. So I'll be presenting it there. Uh, and I've just been getting into, into uh, schools within my district. You know, mm -hmm. that's where I'm kind of starting at right now is mm -hmm. just spreading the word around my district as much as I can. I've had um, a school. I want to shout them out. Alamosa Elementary. They did a book study on it. And, you know, when I met back with them, one of the coolest things they said was our kids are happier. Mm -hmm. You know, after we read this book and we started doing the things that you talked about and recommended, they said we noticed our kids are happier. And so I'm really excited because I, you know, I really believe the book can do that for your school and for, for your kids. And this PD can be a great way to kind of get a taste of what the book um, is about. Um, if you've already read the book and you attend, then it would be a great um, way to enhance your learning as well. So regardless of, of whether you read the book, ha you know, or haven't, you know, this PD is for every, every teacher. So yeah, really excited about the opportunities coming up. And hopefully I get and hopefully I get to present at Teach Better. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, we're excited to um be back there on Podcasters Row in October. Um, you know, there's a lot of new podcasts that have been added to the podcast network. So um, you know, we'll see who else is recording, but there's a great space for recording and then meeting people on site that we can have as podcast guests. So that's always a cool thing. Well, we've had a um, great conversation today um, about just your work as a teacher, your um, 
how have you just kind of learned from other educators and how you've created that space in your classroom and then use that inspiration uh, for PD and writing your book and um, on your podcast out of everything we talked about what's one thing you'd like listeners to remember oh you know I think I would want them to remember I guess I would put well let me put it this way I want them to take away this that school should be a place that kids love to be at Mm -hmm. and that kids come to school for a lot of reasons but Learning is just one of those reasons. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot we know as educators, there's more than just academics that goes into it. There's so much that goes into it. And so if kids are going to be here and they come to school for all these needs for, you know, things like belonging, community, family, you know, um, some kids, that's the only time they play is when they're at Mm -hmm. school, right? Mm -hmm. That's the only time Mm -hmm. they see friends is when they're at school. You know, I, I've taught in, you know, areas with, you know, high, um, low income areas where a lot of times families come and those kids, that's, they, they, it's where they eat, you know? So kids come to school for so many different reasons. Learning is just one of those reasons. So if we focus on teaching the whole child and reaching the whole Mm -hmm. child and reaching all these needs, school becomes a place that those kids love. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. what I want our listeners to take away. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's so important to remember and don't get bogged down by just the must do's. Like you said earlier, um, you know, leave the problems or the excessive thoughts at home or in your car um, and focus on the teaching. Like you said, shut up and teach. Where can people connect with you and um, maybe have you come in for PD? Sure. Um, the, the best way to get to find all my information is on my website, which is shutupandteachedu.com. There you can find access to the Shut Up and Teach podcast where you can listen uh, live on the website or you can find your streaming platform um, as well as listen on the Teach Better podcast network. You'll find access to my book, A Place They Love, um, with links to Amazon. Uh, Barnes and Noble, or if you'd like to do bulk ordering, you can order directly from EduMatch. Um, I've got blogs and poetry on there, and we've also got merch. My wife and I have a merch store connected to um, things like the EduCouple podcast. We have other kind of collections in there called Adventures in Education. I've got merch, you know, for Shut Up and Teach and a place they love. So if y'all need some really cool teacher swag, head on over there. You'll find the merch link there, but it's also got all my information uh, and links to my social medias. I mean, really easy to find on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's the same handle. It's at Carba Eli. So that's Mm -hmm. at C-A-R-B-A-E-L-I. And I'm also on Facebook, Elijah Carbajal. My profile pic, I'm pretty sure is the same as my Twitter. I always try to keep those the same. So it's easy enough to recognize me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the Out of the Trenches podcast today and learning more about your work and uh, really getting to know just about what makes you tick as an educator. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been a, a great conversation. Um, I'm so happy to connect with you and your listeners. Thank you again for having me on. My book, Out of the Trenches, Stories of Resilient Educators, has now been published. You can access it through Amazon, 
You can buy it at the Road to Awesome website, or you can get it through my website at danagoodier.com. Please leave a review, and you can also access it on Kindle. Check out the show notes on danagoodier.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. And if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at Out of Trenches PC.